What is up, everybody? Welcome back to my show, Life with Jazz. I'm so excited to be here, and I'm so grateful and happy that you've tuned in today. Today is a very, very important episode to me, and I feel like the message behind it and the impact that I'm hoping to have with this episode is just number one. It is definitely a priority. It is something that I've lived with for a very long time, since a very young age. It is something that Um, some of my family members deal with, some of my friends also deal with, and if you are listening, you may be able to relate to this episode. And uh, before I get started, I just want to say that I'm not a medical professional. I don't have all the answers that some of you guys may seek, or I might be wrong on some things that I say, so this is kind of just my personal story and my personal experience with anxiety. And getting right into it, I kind of want to talk about how people kind of see anxiety and I notice that society often has a common misconception about this disorder where they kind of just think like an anxiety disorder, an anxiety disorder excuse me falls under just being nervous or just being worried like it's just like an emotion that people deal with on a daily life now obviously we all know the feeling of being anxious right like you were anxious before a job interview You might be anxious before a big test for school. You might be anxious, you know, to meet people for the first time. And that's very common. I feel like everyone probably goes through that at least once in their life for sure. Probably multiple times on a daily basis. But I have personally suffered with an anxiety disorder since a very young age. And I kind of want to give you guys the definition. You can go ahead and Google this. This is the definition that I pulled. And it is a nervous disorder characterized by a state of excessive uneasiness and apprehension typically with a compulsive behavior or panic attacks. Now, what I was saying about society's view about it, clearly that sounds really different from just being anxious. And I know um, that people who deal with this, it is honestly very, it's like people can, all right, people don't always understand what an anxiety disorder is and they don't mean any harm by thinking that it's just being worried or nervous but coming from a person who has to deal with this on a daily basis it is very very draining sometimes when people don't educate themselves enough on what it is or when people belittle it like have you ever like okay if you personally have struggled with anxiety in your life an anxiety disorder I'm sure that at least once you've been you know, belittled about it, where someone's just like, it's fine, like, you don't have to worry about anything, or like, oh, you're just overstressing, oh, you're just overthinking, like, oh my gosh, just stop, like, you're fine, and they think that it's just, like, an emotion that you can switch off, or that it's, like, a a button that you can press and just, okay, yay, I'm just not anxious anymore, (laughs) like, obviously, we don't want to deal with this, and personally, this disorder that I've had has, obviously, it's made me into the person that I am today, and I don't regret anything in my life or I don't want to change anything about myself, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it is not hard to have in my life and that it doesn't affect my life on a daily basis on a daily basis or the decisions that I make in my life. So I guess I can just start with where anxiety started in my life. And it was probably, I would definitely say elementary school because I started just having this feeling in class and and, you know it might be common but I would just be so so scared for one to get called on by the teacher and I know that that's pretty that's like that's like a thing people worry about that and I've had friends who hate that too but at a really young age I was just so scared 
of the littlest things and I would you know my stomach would hurt and I, I would just my mom mom you're listening to this right now you remember in school I would call you from the office and say like I don't feel good I'm sick and my mom being the most amazing mother ever obviously pushed me to stay in school and to focus and she didn't ever want me to be absent or miss anything I'm not saying that she didn't care about my mental health it's just you know it's common for kids at that age to make excuses because they want to go home but I would literally feel sick to my stomach and my chest would be on fire my skin would literally be so blotchy that I remember kids in school would be like what's wrong with your neck or like what's wrong with your chest because my skin would literally be so blotchy and red and it would just be spots because even just me holding a conversation with someone back then that's when it started my skin would change and I would just get so anxious and getting older from anxiety from elementary school as we went into middle school the thought of walking into a cafeteria and having to find my friends or having to sit at a table made me sick to my stomach that there was times where I ate lunch in the bathroom by myself in a stall because I just couldn't handle the thought of walking into a cafeteria. Just the, the whole idea of just getting up during class when it's lunch break, having to walk in a cafeteria full of hundreds of other kids. I don't know why, but that was not working for me. So, um... That is another example that I was dealing with at a really young age. Um, that went on for years, like up until my senior year. Like some, sometimes I would just, like nothing specific would be wrong with that day or something, like nothing specific would be happening with me. But I would literally just have to sit in a classroom for lunch because I can't fathom the thought of holding a conversation with people or just, walk, like I said, walking to the cafeteria. I remember I would sorry mom I would skip classes sometimes because the thought of sitting in a classroom and doing a certain test or just going to that class overpowered me and it was so hard because this is what I my friends know this people close to me know this when I talk about when I open up about my anxiety is the number one thing that is so frustrating is the fact that you are at war with yourself you know that you're fine like you know going to class it's gonna be okay you know walking into a cafeteria is normal it's fine you know that you're gonna be okay that there's nothing to be feeling this way about but you're you but it's you versus you your body is disagreeing you know your heart is racing your skin is blotchy your palms are sweaty you feel nauseous your head hurts the fatigue that comes with it like there's so much physical impact that also comes with this disorder and that might be not being able to get out of bed, sleeping in too much, you know, lack of motivation. How about just an awful sleep schedule? Like I know for like personally, if I'm like struggling with a sleep schedule for a few weeks and I've been going to sleep at like three in the morning or two in the morning, I notice that my anxiety enhances and that gets worse. So now I've come to terms with saying like, hey, like I need to just try to read a book before bed or just try to watch something soothing on TV and try to go to bed at a certain amount of time and get this many hours. But, you know, back then, being that young, I didn't know how to address the situation. And I really felt like there was something deeply wrong with me. And back then, like, you know, going from like 2008 to like 2013, at least like my generation, like my age group, in like that time of being alive, like mental health wasn't talked about. Like, at least it wasn't talked about as much as it is today. Like, I never had a class where they sat us down and talked about anxiety, talked about depression, talked about mental disorders and just the the importance of mental health. Like, we never talked about that. 
you had your basic science, math, writing, reading classes, but, you know, we never, they just never educated us on that. And I feel like if they would have, and they would have been serious about this, and they would have just truly, truly told us that these things are common in ways that we could cope with these things and heal with these things. Like, for example, like when you had health class, they would talk about like physical health stuff or they would talk about like, you know, good diets to put you on and what you should eat or what you should drink, like things like that. But they never talked about the mental part. And for me, my mental health is way more important than my physical health worries right now. And let's be real, mental health also comes with physical health. Like if you're not doing good in your mind, then you're most likely not gonna be doing good physically. Like you're not gonna be eating good, you're not gonna be sleeping good because like I've said before, mental health impacts your everyday life. It does, at least that's my situation. But going back to that young age, like I was saying, and you know, feeling like there was something wrong with me. Obviously, I was so young, I didn't know what anxiety was. And as time went on, as I got older, obviously, I did start to understand it because I had some friends who were dealing with it, and then I had some family members who were dealing with it, and I ended up going to see the doctor, and I was on anxiety medication for a while. I personally, like, I know everyone's different. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I'm not a medical a medical professional. I don't want to give people the wrong idea or the wrong advice. So this is me just talking about my experience. I personally did not enjoy being on medication. Just, like, the fact that I would have to rely on it, remember to take it. And I didn't really like the way that it made me feel. It made me feel... And this is going to sound weird because obviously when you're on medication, you want your anxiety to go away or get better. But it made me so calm and just so slow that I just felt like numb. Like it slowed everything down, which is, which is you know, the, the goal with that medicine, right? But it was too much. And I felt really, really just numb all the time. Like I didn't feel anything and like, I just, I didn't like that time. Like even when I look back on it and it was like probably two years ago like I've been on no medication for two years looking back on it it's just like it seems like a blur like a cloud because I literally did not feel like anything and I don't like that that's not who I am as a person I'd much rather feel the anxiety disorder and deal with it every single day than ever be numb again and like I said I'm not discouraging people who maybe have been thinking about talking to a medical professional and getting on anxiety medication I'm just saying that was my experience and personally I don't like it like I have friends who are on medication and it's helped them I have family who's been on it and it's helped them and I've had family who's been on it and it hasn't helped them and it was like the same situation as me but um yeah so I was on medication for a little bit obviously I didn't like it so we stopped it and I kind of started to do my research and try to figure out if there's other ways that I can cope with anxiety on a daily basis without medication, right? So I would read articles on yoga, on meditation, um, just communicating how you're feeling with yourself, like sitting in a room alone, being silent, doing breathing exercises, and just really communicating with yourself. How are you feeling? Why are you feeling? Why do you think you're feeling this way? Like I said, anxiety does not, 99.9% of the time with my experience, there's not a reason. <laughs> and just sometimes I, I, I'm just I'm having anxiety. So I would try to understand where I was coming from and what I could do to fix the way that I was feeling. And personally, um, 
ways that I would cope with it is communication to my loved ones on how I'm feeling. And I know that a lot of people don't like to spill too much information or like be a burden on your loved ones. Like no one wants to do that or make them feel like they have to listen to you 24-7 whine and complain about your brain and you know just stuff like that. But um, I would try to at least not bottle it up because I notice if I would bottle up my emotions or bottle up my anxiety or the things that I were feeling that day, it would just be a hot mess eventually and it was just not a good idea. So personally what helped me is talking to my mom, talking to Alex, talking to my best friend, just about how I'm feeling, even if they were just listening. Like I'm not seeking advice from people all the time that I talk to. Like I'm not asking you to fix my issue. But just having someone listen helped me a lot. Um, Listening to music helped me a lot. I had to learn how to meditate, which is so, so difficult. And I'll probably do like a separate episode on meditation because there's so much information about it. And like, it's just a huge umbrella of things and it's beautiful and it's amazing, but it is definitely not easy. Like, people just think, oh, yeah, you just sit crisscross applesauce and put your fingers together and and hum, close your eyes and meditate. No, it is actually an art, and it is really, really, really hard to do. Hard to master until this day. I'm not good at it. Well, I'm not perfect at it, and I'm trying to learn how I meditate personally because everybody's different. But, yeah, I think I'm going to save that for, like like, a whole episode, and I can, like, talk about my journey with it and how to do it and how I've learned and, like, tips and tricks. But, um, yeah, so anyways, I learned how to meditate. Um, I started doing yoga, which helped me a lot. During my seasonal depression, the anxiety would obviously be through the roof. Like, that was, like, the worst time for it. So I would learn how to do certain stretches before bed and certain ways to move my body that would trigger points going up to my brain and breathing exercises come along with yoga. Me and my mom went to literal yoga classes with other people for a while, and that was totally awesome I love that I want to get back into classes um but you this is something you can do in your room alone that's what I did first before those classes like I learned how to do it in my room I did it every night on the yoga mat I turn on like a soothing calm or what like white noise on the tv and it's just it's awesome like it helped me a lot and obviously like when you learn ways to cope with anxiety everyone's different like yoga might not be for you meditating might not be for you journaling might not be for you or you might not want to talk about what you're going through to other people so everyone's different but um at least taking the baby step to try and to know what helps you and to try to improve and be better at that I think that's a huge step I think that's a huge thing like you're trying you're trying to figure it out you're you're making progress no matter what and to me that's all that matters you're not giving up but um yeah so I started doing that you know until this day like anxiety affects me and I don't talk about it much because I don't like to let it take over my life but I said I'm going to be authentic and real on every single episode of the show so I'm going to be open and honest and tell you guys ways that it affects me today for example going going to work like the thought of Like, the thought of having a job and having to go to work, at least in the beginning, like, when you have a new job, it freaks me out to the point where I feel nauseous, to the point where I'm telling myself I'm sick and I can't go. Um, Just not wanting to get up in the morning and knowing that I have to go to work today 
And it's it like I said, it could be for no reason. You could work with amazing people. You could work at a really good job, but your body is disagreeing with you and you are at war with yourself. I also get extreme anxiety sometimes in the middle of nowhere. Like I'll be at a store and my chest is hot. I'm getting blotchy, my palms are sweating, I feel a little dizzy. I'll be in the middle of Walmart and or Target, wherever I am, and I feel that. And it might come in waves, or it might last all day. Sometimes it comes in waves and it takes me like five minutes, and I take a couple of deep breaths, and I'm like, you gotta communicate with yourself, everyone's different, and then it'll go away. Because that's what works for me. But sometimes that doesn't work. It just really just depends how bad it is that day or like the thought of answering the phone when someone is calling me I get anxiety I don't answer half the time I'll be honest and if I do like I'm anxious at first and I'm just like not like I it's like the thought of holding a conversation on a phone oh let me get into holding a conversation in person my chest turns red till this day and it could be someone I talk to all the time or someone I I enjoy being around it doesn't mean that they're making me feel this way it's like I said it's my body and my mind disagreeing with me and you know I wish that it was like a switch like people think that you can just turn it off and say you know what I'm not dealing with this today not letting this happen that would be the best that's it's easier said than done um But I definitely don't want anxiety to take over my life like it did two years ago. And when I was on that medication, it's because, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but when I was on that medication, it's because I felt like there was no other way. And I'm not saying that if you are on medication right now, that that's you giving up because honestly, some people, that's what they need. They need that little boost. They need that little help. Just like some people need yoga. Some people need prayer. Some people need journaling. Some people need to communicate. Like I said, everyone is different. This this anxiety disorder, everybody has it in a different way. And when I was taking that medication, that was probably the worst time. I was dealing with a lot of family stuff. I was dealing with just a lot of inner inner issues too like I was not confident I was struggling like the seasonal depression was just the cherry on top like it was a very very dark time but getting to know myself and getting to know ways that I can truly truly connect with myself and help myself get through this these bad days and these moments and these waves that changed my life because I used to just cry or lay in bed and give up and, and say well I'm gonna go to sleep and hopefully I wake up and feel better no when I feel this coming on, when I feel myself dealing with anxiety, I have multiple ways, and it took me years, two years, to really truly discover how I can deal with this. I have multiple ways to fix this. So really, truly, you guys, I, you got to really get to know yourself. You, it, maybe it's a person in your life that's, that you can't have in your life. Maybe they're toxic. Maybe they, you, you can't be around them, so cut them out. And I know, like, that's hard for a lot of people, and everyone's different. Personally, for me, if someone is in my life and they're not bringing anything good to my table and they're affecting my mental health in a negative way, I don't care if you're family. I don't care if you're friends. I don't care how long I've known you. Mm, you gotta go. And I <laughs> I know that just sounded really selfish, but, what like, three episodes ago, what did I say? You come first, especially your mental health. So if that person, especially if they know what they're doing, like, it's okay to communicate and say, like, hey, like, you're making me feel this way, and you just have an adult conversation, of course, by all means, communicate. But if they know what they're doing, and they don't want to change, 
or maybe it's a job or maybe it's just like I said a person a thing in your life get rid of it because no one or nothing in this world deserves for you to lay in bed and question if you're okay and cry and just be depressed and anxious and deal with all these things your mental health is number one it's priority period but like I was saying coping with anxiety for me it's I have a list of things that help, and it might not be for everybody, but I want you guys to know that you are not alone. I want you guys to know that no matter what I post on social media or what I'm saying on a show or how positive I sound or, like, the things that I show on Instagram, like, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, that, like I've said before, you don't know the full story. You never know what someone's going through. I deal with anxiety every single day. Some days are better than others. Some days I might not deal with it at all. But it is a real thing and it is so important and it is in my life on a daily basis. And I really truly wish that the generations before us, and I'm not bashing them, but like for example, all right, my parents, very, very hardworking people, probably the the most hardworking people that I've ever known. Um, They were parents at a young age. My dad went to work. He had to make money to feed me, to take care of my mom. My mom was also going to work. They had, like I said, they had me at 20 years old. No, actually, oh my, <laughs> they had me at a younger age. They had me at 18 years old. They had me at 18 years old, right? And like I said, they went to work. They, they just grinded it out. They had to take care of us. They, had, they, did, they did what they had to do, okay? But they were so hardworking and they were so busy all the time that they didn't really have to feel anxiety or deal with like depression or even think about mental health and they've told me this like my dad has told me this like he was just so busy working and just focused on making sure that the family was being fed like my mom said the same thing like she couldn't even like think about anything else other than like work and taking care of me so how in the world would you have time to even be anxious to even like lay down and think what's going on in my head right now so my parents generation I truly feel like they didn't talk about mental health because it wasn't as it wasn't awareness back then like it wasn't that big of a thing back then but now as the generations go on like ours and you know the one below us it is definitely so so talked about and it's so so important especially you know that comes with social media back then like when my parents were 18 there was no social media like you if you talked to people in person you went to school you went to work like you would call them on the phone but there was no comparing yourself to people on social media or like seeing someone post something bad about you on their finsta or their twitter or adding you on snapchat or just like there was none of that and I know that I've talked about this in an episode before about how bad and how toxic social media can be and like the things that it has literally done to this world and to this generation. I could have like another whole hour conversation, whole episode about it. But back then they didn't have that. So they didn't ever think or feel the type of mental health issues that I feel like we deal with today. And um, I just, I want the importance of mental health to be made clear like for example when I have a child him or her they're gonna know that that is number one I want them to be able to come to me about anything I want them to be able to tell me if they need help if they need to talk about something if they need guidance if they're feeling anxious if they're feeling depression whatever it is I want them to come to me and I want my children to know the importance of it I don't want to hear about 
more suicides. Like I've, we've all lost somebody or many of us have lost somebody to suicide or just these awful things. Or we know people with depression. We know people with anxiety and it is not a pretty thing and it's nothing to romanticize. It's awful. And I'm so tired of losing young people our ages and just losing people at such a young age, even old ages, people, people older than us killing themselves because of their mental health and if they would have just had somebody or communicated that or if someone would have just noticed something about their mental health maybe there would have made a difference and I'm not saying that we can always tell because I personally lost a friend who she was like the happiest person she was always laughing you would never ever think that she would have committed suicide or that she was dealing with the demons that she was dealing with but she was and none of us knew that and it's, it's, it makes you feel guilty because you want to be like, okay, like, what could I have said? Like, why, why didn't I notice? Like, what, how did I not see this coming? And that's not good to live with either. But that just goes to show how important your mental health is. Your heart keeps you breathing, right? Your lungs and your heart, like, that keeps your body going. You're alive. But so does your brain. So does upstairs. You, you have to have a nice place for your brain, you guys. You have to speak nice to yourself. You have to take care of yourself. You gotta, tr- you gotta have a drive to push yourself out of the darkness that you are in right now. If you're listening to me right now and you feel alone and you've been dealing with anxiety, depression, a mental disorder, or you feel lost in your life, or you've just been so upset and, and things have been so hard and life has been so dark, you are not alone. You will never be alone. And I believe in you. You are 100% capable of achieving everything that you want to achieve. You are 100% capable of taking care of yourself. You deserve to be okay. You deserve to be happy. You deserve everything beautiful, positive, and peaceful that you want in this life. You deserve to love yourself. And that starts with mental health. I'm really, really, really happy that I've got to talk about anxiety with you guys and you know kind of just my story with it and I want to let you guys know if you ever need someone to talk to if you ever need someone to give advice or just simply listen go ahead and reach out to me I don't care if we haven't talked in years I don't care if you don't even know who I am send me a message on Instagram Snapchat Twitter Facebook whatever it is I'm here for you talk to your loved ones they're there for you Write it down in a journal. If you don't want to communicate with anybody, that's fine. Write it down in a journal. Write write down how you're feeling. There's so many ways out of this. There's so many ways to live with this and keep it at bay and just be you and be okay and live your life in a great way. I'm so happy we got to talk about this. This is a very serious topic. Um, I feel amazing sharing my story with you guys and I hope that I was able to reach some of you and have some impact on you guys and I'm really hoping that you guys could truly connect with this and resonate with it um thank you so much for listening of course I'm so so happy to be doing this um it's been a crazy crazy week with school and I'm starting a new job so things have been kind of chaotic so this is why this episode took just a little bit longer than usual but I'm figuring out my schedule and I'm happy to be back and there will be an episode next week and I wish you guys the best night ever. I hope that you are hydrated, that you eat your favorite food, that you get enough sleep, watch a good movie, kick back and relax. You guys deserve it. I love you so, so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being present here with me 
today and I will see you next time. Bye!